Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents Faithless with Lisette Diaz, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here is your host. Welcome to another episode of Faithless. Thanks for listening today. For those of you listening who are new to the podcast, I am Lisette Diaz, your host. I'm a wife, a mother of a one and a half year old boy and a soon to be born boy. I'm also a biology teacher and I'm a devout Catholic and I attend St. Catherine of Siena Catholic Church in Kissimmee. So that's just so you can get to know me a little bit. Um, so I wanted to tell you about a little, well, not so little thing that is happening in our lives right now. As you know, my husband and I are expecting a new baby. It's going to be another boy, and he should be here in early May. So just about two more months left. Ah, it's crazy. <laughs> now, almost every pregnant woman knows the feeling of nesting. <laughs> nesting is like this weird psychological condition that we get. It makes us think that cleaning is fun, and we want to do it all the time. It's a disease, I tell you. But I'm actually super excited to clean our home and get everything ready for the arrival of our new baby. And it's really convenient that it falls in the same season as spring, where the term, you know, spring cleaning is sometimes something that most families are doing. It's also very convenient that spring cleaning kind of falls around the same time as Lent. Like we've mentioned before in other episodes, Lent is a season where we do a cleaning of our souls, our hearts. Um, we clean our habits and we really focus on having a relationship with God that is, is pure. And well, thinking of it that way, it sounds a lot like spring cleaning, but spring cleaning of the soul. And I'll tell you right now, I hate cleaning. But recently, I found that it's actually pretty nice to clean when you're not thinking about it as cleaning. And what I've done is that I've changed the whole purpose of cleaning my house and related it to this cleaning and cleansing process that happens in Lent. So if I'm using, let's say, Clorox to clean something that's just really filthy, like you know, the sponge for the dishes, then I think about the things in my life that I've been that I have to clean out with some some figurative Clorox. I think about toxic habits or things in my life that I need to really scrub and detox. And I think of ways to do that. And, and while I'm scrubbing away at a pan that has a ton of stuff stuck to it, I imagine myself kind of scrubbing that bad part of my attitude away with prayer and thanksgiving to God. So it's like playing a mind trick with yourself and helping yourself do spiritual cleansing while doing some cleaning as well. And the action of cleaning reminds me of my purpose in the meditation so that I don't get sidetracked. Because I find that whenever I'm meditating, instead of focusing on what I wanted to do, my thoughts start to drift to like the million of things on my to-do list. And I forget what I was actually trying to meditate on. And life just gets in the way too much. But while I'm cleaning, there's no doubt about what I'm doing. You know, I'm cleaning. I'm literally scrubbing scum and grime from the floors and the shower and the toilet, etc. So it keeps me focused on what I need to be thinking of. I have this book that I've read several times now. It's called um, Make Room for God, Clearing Out the Clutter. 
It's written by Susan K. Rowland. And it's a thin book, so it's it's perfect for my busy life, but I can't I can't even tell you how much it has helped me get rid of things that they just made my life so cluttered. In our culture, we have this impulsive need to have more and more and to keep things forever. And if you're a hoarder like me, where you like keep everything because it reminds you of little moments, then trust me, you need this book. This book isn't just for hoarders, though. It's, it's really for everyone. It helps you take a look at the physical and spiritual clutter that you have, and it teaches you how and why to minimize it and maybe even get rid of it. I've always had a ton of papers and notes, piles of old junk mail, um, so many clothes that I didn't even like, and it always felt like my life was so cluttered. I couldn't even breathe in my own space, not even in my own room. And it's not just with stuff, but my schedule was always hectic, and I would never have time to just be and just relax and pray and enjoy this life that I'd built with so much hard work. That's until I got a hold of this book. And then the first time I read this book, oh my gosh, I must have thrown out five or six of those giant black trash bags of papers and things that I just didn't need. And that was just from one room. <laughs> so you see, we have when you have too much stuff, it affects your psyche. It affects um, all about you. It's a physical representation of what you hold in your mind and in your spirit. So in talking about this book, my, my challenge to you is to take a look at what things you have and what things you don't need. Does your if your brain feels stuffy, you know, you sometimes feel like you can't breathe in a space because there's just too much in your heart. Even though the room is totally clean, you just still can't breathe. There's so much in your in your thoughts and in your heart. It's really time to do some decluttering. And your challenge this week is to pick one aspect, just one, of your physical life that is cluttered and tie into it an aspect of your spiritual life. And then get to cleaning. Start decluttering. Start decluttering your physical space while you're meditating on your spiritual space. And declutter there as well. And I promise that's going to that's gonna give you such a huge sigh of relief. And you're going to have this feeling of all this trash, all this clutter being lifted from your shoulders. So one other thing I wanted to emphasize today is the power of positivity. I found myself this past week totally depressed, without motivation, kind of laying on the couch like a bum, I had a sick toddler, messy living room. I just kept thinking about how ugh, it all was. I felt gross. Everything around me was gross. I was covered in toddler snot. My house was a mess. Still is a mess. I'm working on it. And all these thoughts just kept playing in my head along with this constant thought of, oh, you just, you have to do this. Your kid is counting on you. Your husband's counting on you. You need to be strong. Get through it. And it was all, all surrounding this negativity that I had created in my mind. And I realized that because of the negativity that I had been feeding myself, I had to resort to a survival mindset to soothe myself. And I just thought, you know, that's not right. So um, I was thinking about it a lot. And my husband and I had to go do some grocery shopping. So we went to Publix. And on my way to the register, I saw a magazine. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show, Fixer Upper, with Chip and Joanna Gaines. 
oh, I love that show. My husband and I love that show. Um, you know those things in relationships where if you watch an episode of a, a show without the other person, that's totally like cheating on your spouse? Well, that's what that show is for us. We don't watch Fixer Up or Separate because that, that would be like breaking this pact in our relationship. <laughs> so I just, we really love it because it's nice to see their talents and, you know, they're, they dream about certain homes and, and they get it done. And we dream about houses like these and being able to afford that someday. And we're also able to, you know, watch a show that's clean, it's appropriate, it's funny, and it's an, a, a normal family life. Something that we consider as Christians to be appropriate. And so watching that is, is just refreshing. And so I saw this magazine in the in the little hallway to the register in Publix, and it was from Chip and Joanna Gaines. And I saw it, and I looked at my husband like, please, can I get it? And even though he gave me like that funny face, like, really? Are you even going to read it? He, he still let me buy it. Can I say? I smile pretty, and he likes it, so he said yes. <laughs> well... I actually did read the magazine. He said I wouldn't read. He he thought I wouldn't read it, but I did read it from cover to cover, and I was so inspired by the positivity of it and the messages that they spread. They were nothing but but good and motivating. And I started thinking to myself, how is it that a couple with four children, a TV show, a renovating business, a bakery? a line of products for sale on the internet, and a giant piece of land, and a farm. How are, how is it that they handle it, first of all? And how is it that they stay so darn positive? I'd be falling apart under all that pressure. That's just too much for me. And then I realized that it's, it's what you feed your mind. That's what's your, what you're going to feed your life, and that's what's going to go out to other people. So they feed their lives with positivity, and with God, because they're a very God-fearing couple. So they feed their lives with positivity and with their faith, and that's what they express to other people, because that's what goes into their lives. So if I feed my mind negativity, and I I live every second trying to survive, I'm never actually going to live. I'm just going to survive the entire time. I'm never going to live. So I made a list for myself of negative thoughts that I had to change. I evaluated them and I found the positive aspect of it. I looked at it from a different angle and I put it to practice. And I can't tell you how amazing this week has been for me. I've been exhausted from lack of sleep. I've been working like a dog, (laughs) but I am so happy. I feel great. I feel positive. I'm not running behind to catch up. I'm actually ahead of the game for once. And it's just because I changed my negative thoughts into positive ones. And that trickled into my life, even in just a few days. So it's all about mind games, ladies and gentlemen. All about mind games. So one big thought that I had that that I changed was my perspective on work. Now, I'm on the clock 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, for my job. And it's exhausting. I have students calling me all throughout the day because I'm a virtual school teacher, so they have to be able to reach me. But because of this, I always felt like I was taking away from my family. I felt about work like it was just something we needed to survive. 
and once I got my money, we could use it to pay the bills and maybe get to do something nice together after all this sacrifice and, and be able to enjoy our time together. But I realized how negative and crippling that mindset is. Work is not just a way to survive. Work is a discipline. It teaches you how to be timely, organized, efficient, polite. It puts your talents to work. And in my job with teaching students, it it helps me to build relationships and model Christ through my conversations with them. So work is a process of becoming holy. There always needs to be a balance, you know, between work and rest and time with family and all that. There has to be a balance, but that doesn't mean work is bad. It just means that it's, you have to look at it differently. And, and work for me now has become a process of sanctification. So instead of thinking of it as something I need to do to survive and just get out of there as soon as possible, I started thinking of it as something that is helping me to grow into a better person. Something that's teaching me things that I need and something that I need to be proud of. And I work. I work hard. And instead of aiming to clock out as soon as I get the chance, now I aim to be proud of what I've done by the end of the day. And, and that's a great feeling. I want to be proud of what I've done. And I have to recognize the effort that I've made. It's not that I'm not enough. I just don't think of myself that way. So now I have to change my thought about it. So now that we've evaluated our spring cleaning plans for the season, let's bow our heads and ask God to bless our journey. Unless you're currently driving and listening to the podcast, then please don't put your head down. I'd really like for you to live. (laughs) So let's start. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for our lives. Thank you for the blessings we have. We offer it all to you so that we can do your work through these blessings we've been given. Lord, we're taking this journey of cleansing and positivity, and I want to ask you to guide us. Help us be more positive and make our hearts lighter as we work to declutter our environment, our body, and our spirit. We ask you to take our hand and guide us closer to you in this journey and give us a refreshing new insight on life so that we can feel free of the weight of our worries and we have more space in our lives for you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks again for joining me in this episode of Faithless. In case you missed the title of that book that I was talking about earlier, it was Make Room for God, Clearing Out the Clutter by Susan K. Roland, R-O-W-L-A-N-D. And I hope you found this episode refreshing and enlightening. And I hope that all of these tips will give you a new view on life that's more positive and stress-free. So until next week, may God bless you and keep you always. Amen. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented Faithless with Lisette Diaz. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.